Welcome to the Simwits Podcast. My name is Paul Hill, and I am doing a unique episode for us today, as I am all alone. Ryan had a wedding to attend this weekend, so he is a little tied up with everything that comes with that. So I am doing this episode, I guess, monologue style. So here we go. Uh, today, I am going to be talking on this episode about self-evaluating your skill set and how to improve it even when it's just you. Um, as many of you know, Ryan was gone for quite some months uh, for school as he was off training. I was left uh, just with myself for the most part, and I found it very difficult to hop on the sim all alone. Kudos to y'all that do that and have always done that because, man, was I finding myself getting bored practicing a lot of these tracks. I have always run off of friendly competition, I guess, and what kept me coming back to iRacing. Uh, so, you know, always wanting to get faster, get faster than Ryan, Ryan get faster than me, then me have to surpass him. And that's kind of how me and Ryan have built the speed that we have now. It's kind of that iron sharpens iron. One has to be better than the other. And all in that time, of course, communicating, trying to make each other faster. It's not like we're gatekeeping information from each other. It's quite the opposite. But that desire for us both to get faster and be faster than the other has kept me coming back and kept me progressing in a forward motion. When I lost that, I had to kind of switch gears to a solely self-improvement self-evaluating mindset, which I found incredibly difficult. So I guess I'm going to be talking about kind of that experience today and how I got through that and how I came out the other side actually faster, smarter, and I feel more versatile now than I did prior to that. I think the best way for me to kind of explain all this would be talking about my experience with the 12 hours of Sebring without Ryan. During this year's 12 hour, Ryan was gone for school. And so I ended up signing up with a mutual friend of ours that has done the 24 hours of Daytona with us. Um, his, I guess, I rating and commitment to running is not quite as extreme as me and Ryan, which there's nothing wrong with. So, I found myself doing a lot of practice solo with no one else in the lobbies. And during that time, I was having a very hard time, one, staying focused and finding a way to improve because I kept just driving my natural tendencies. So the first thing you need to do when you race all by yourself is kind of recognize your patterns and your habits. By that, I mean how do you drive? What is your natural tendency? Do you tend to bury the car into a turn? Do you brake too soon? Do you stomp the throttle too hard? Really evaluate where you spin out, why you spin out. If you're practicing in public lobbies, where are the fast guys just absolutely catching you when they're behind you? You know, uh, really, really pay attention to those things so that you can kind of self-evaluate your tendencies and be thinking about them as you're trying to piece together a quick lap. Beforehand for me, I know that probably sounds very straightforward to 
people that race alone all the time. But for me, if I was struggling at a turn and Ryan was running a faster lap than me, I would be like, hey man, what are you doing in this turn? He would tell me, and then I would just apply whatever he was saying he was doing without really putting much thought to me recognizing what type of turn that was. So I really noticed during this time alone, my ability to evaluate a track grew a lot faster because I couldn't just ask for help, which there's nothing wrong with. But having that skill set, I think, is huge. So another question you need to ask yourself, I guess uh, we'll go into this as well, talking about the 12 hours, is what type of tracks am I naturally fast at? So what track can you hop on and you just naturally feel comfortable? Like the track doesn't feel like a burden to race. You don't feel like you're spinning out. You don't feel just dog slow. And really recognize what makes you fast on that track or comfortable on that track. Is it that it's a heavily banked track? Is it no banks? Is it, you know, um, myself personally, you can put me on Indy, Daytona, basically any oval track, uh, Homestead, any oval track turned into a road course. And for some reason, they just click with me. Uh, however, some tracks, a uh, good example would be Spa, Suzuka, Fuji. A lot of the high speed, low braking, almost like F1 style tracks, I had an incredibly difficult time because of my driving style did not fit what was needed for those tracks. So really recognizing what tracks you're fast at, what tracks you hate racing at and you feel slow in and seeing what styles makes them easier or harder to drive and going from there and kind of trying to build that opposite skill set that you need. I think another useful tool you can use during this time is data. When you're racing alone, looking at your data and looking at what you're doing in the turns versus say like the VRS times uh, can be very helpful. I'm a big data guy. We've talked about this in previous episodes. Really using that data alone, just you dissecting it, looking at it, looking at your trail break, and kind of seeing your habit there and adjusting. You don't have to take exactly what the VRS guys do. There are many ways to skin a cat. Just make sure you're looking at it and recognizing the problems and building off of that. I'd say another large part of when you're racing alone that really helped me stay on there is running at least one official race a week. Even if you didn't want to, just taking that time to practice enough to get yourself in a lobby, doing one race, commit to the grind, commit to it. I know it's just a video game. Everyone, you know, you don't have to do that, but I think the little extra time that you put into staying committed to it will pay dividends in the long run and keep you sharp and thinking and evaluating. Overall, when you're racing alone, it's not an easy task, I know. Um, But if you can't self-evaluate, you're never going to be able to really grow as a driver and learn new tracks. And I would say that is another thing you should be doing when you're racing alone, is really trying different tracks trying things that you normally wouldn't do and taking that time, even if you don't run an official maybe at it, to really try to build the skill sets of those tracks that they need 
when you're alone, when you can't just bounce off your buddy and kind of use what he's doing. I would also recommend too, I did this, play with other disciplines. If you're a road course guy, go do some oval if you're all alone and friends away. Or if you normally race with people and they're not on, go pick up another discipline. There's so much to be learned and applied from both ends of the spectrum. I found that me doing oval racing alone, I got much more comfortable with the proximity of uh, strangers to my car, as crazy as that sounds. But when you're racing oval, it, it don't mean nothing to get tapped or moved or bumped. And me doing that alone and not having a friend that would like warn me when I would road course race or when we race each other, we race very clean and fair when we practice and really, you know, rubbing elbows with random people alone and trying a discipline I'm not comfortable with as much and trying to build that skill really helped me come back to road and be much more comfortable riding door to door with people at different tracks and getting that comfort level. Another thing too, whenever you go say from road to oval is oval has a huge emphasis on tire wear, tire heat, and how smooth you are on the wheel. So I was able to take those three traits and apply that to my road driving as well. And that made me even faster and really self-evaluating off of that opposite discipline helped me get faster and improve even though it was just me. And it was such a new concept altogether and put in such a new dynamic. It was much more obvious to recognize. I would also say, as I was talking about rubbing elbows with strangers when racing, utilizing the public lobbies is huge. Make sure you still go into those public practice lobbies and do your practicing racing around other cars. You don't have to talk to them. You don't have to try to make friends with them. But just having other cars around you, let letting yourself recognize other people without them explicitly telling you what they're doing will help also build your skill to recognize what kind of track you're on, what is needed to be quick at a track, and uh, what skill set you need to apply. Do you need to be doing more trail braking? Do you need to be braking sooner? Is this a sacrifice turn? Do I need to be scrubbing speed early so I get a better turn for the second set of turns, say 10A, 10B at Road Atlanta, things like that. Really recognizing what you need to be doing at each track when you're racing alone by putting yourself in public lobbies and watching a car in front of you. I know this has been a weird episode for everyone as I'm just monologuing. Um, you Sly dog, you, kept, you caught me monologuing. I appreciate everyone listening. This is going to be a little awkward, probably a little blocky, but I appreciate you guys listening, being patient with us. Good luck. Race hard. Keep practicing. And have a good night.